What is going on, everyone? <laughs> and welcome to this week's episode of the Two Cents Footy Podcast. Uh, Very ecstatic. Yeah, I, I kind of want to. I, I really do. Uh, we are currently recording this about, about an hour and a half after uh, Man United were uh, put to sleep by Liverpool at Old Trafford. Put to sleep. So they were put you to can bed. understand the, the, the mood is... They were shown their place. Yeah, the, the mood is not too great <laughs> on my side. Um, my name is Zachary McAllister. A United As fan. usual, I'm joined by uh, my co-hosts. Yeah. Let's yeah, introduce uh, the winners sure. of this yeah. game week. Hayden, <laughs> it's our time to shine, bro. I would just like... To, no, you see, I was just planning on uh, asking Zach just some very, very polite questions. I just wanted to know if he was aware that this was Manchester United's heaviest defeat ever as, as a football yeah, club. I also, wanted to, him yeah, to, I also wanted to ask him whether he was aware that Mohamed Salah is the first <laughs> player, Liverpool player, to score a hat-trick at Manchester United at Old Trafford, which is supposed to be this hallowed special ground. Uh, the theatre of the dreams. The, the, the first time in the, the Premier League era of, of football. The first time in nearly 100 years. I wanted to know if he's aware of these facts. I wanted him to. I wanted to ask Zach. Dame Hayden is out for blood today, bro. We haven't no, even no, finished no, no, our Daniel, intros. Daniel, Hayden is popping my time. I just the questions. To know from Zach, from Zach, really, just like sincerely. Hayden, whether he's whether you know he's what? aware I'm gonna, I'm gonna that, that that man that Manchester United played like crap today, <laughs> and I wanted to know whether he's aware that Oli is just clueless regarding how to structure a team and how to approach a match. Uh, I wanted to. I just wanted to hear his insights uh, as to uh, whether he thinks that uh, this is a decent or respectable performance from a club uh, that is supposed to be, you know, a global franchise. Hey, yo, bro, is that question <laughs> mark at the end of the sentence? Zach, you like, are we ever, are you ever going to finish? Yeah, like, it sounds like a rhetorical question, Hayden. Zach, Zach, you can. I'm going to give Zach his moment. Zach can. No, 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 it's fine. Zach, you can you can save your breath. Hayden, I can answer that for no, for, no, no. Luke, for Zach. Luke, Luke, Luke. I respect yes, you, I value he is, you, but I do I can, not want to hear can, from you at this moment. I, I can want to hear tell from you, Zach. Zach knows that. They had mentioned it multiple times, even in the first half records were being broken. And Zach was 100% watching the first half when he got four notifications that four goals were scored in the first half. I'm sure Zach tuned in <laughs> and listened very attentively to all the records that okay, were okay. Let me ask. Let me ask him more this, this question from Zach then. When watching the after-match uh, interview with Oligon and Solskjaer, he stood there <laughs> and he basically said that he knew at halftime that the game was over, they were 4-0 down and he knew it was, he knew it was done. Do you Quality. think that those are the words of any self-respecting manager of Manchester United? Um, is it? It's funny that like you 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 might have thought that I actually listened to uh, the post match interview uh, with uh, that clown. Zach that's, that's turned off funny. when all the people um, started leaving the stadium. <laughs> Zach mentally left when Ronaldo started kicking twenty year olds. Um, he was like, I, "I'm out." <laughs> Ronaldo got lucky the yeah, when he saw when he saw Fergie no when he saw Fergie on the brink future, of tears like he was like no he knew it was late 
Gold was like, I, I, I don't want any, uh, any more little Curtis Joneses no. running around, uh, causing havoc here in Old Trafford. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna physically abuse them. You know, yes. But then the ball, but then the ball is in the way of the balls, and so yeah. uh, Jones got lucky. Unfortunately, he got so lucky. He's smart hey? like that. Like he, imagine he got red carded. Imagine Ronaldo got red carded. Twenty card. minutes later, Pogba gets red carded. So it's a flipping nine man versus a five five nil Liverpool team. <laughs> so wouldn't it have made any difference? The game was over yeah. by then substantively. Liverpool was just kicking the ball around for the last twenty minutes. Fergie would have subbed in, done the things, try to bring them back up. Oh, okay. Let's let's actually have a structured conversation about this. Van der Beek probably wait, still wait. wouldn't have gotten any game time. So, uh, yeah, I yeah, think, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's start have a conversation. Off. Let's do uh, that. With just the, the foundational question of, Zach, what did you think of the game? <laughs> yes. Um, Hayden, uh, to be quite honest with you, um, it, uh, was, it was shambolic. Shambolic. What do you it think was, the problem was with that Manchester United team? What was the shambles. What fell apart? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait to begin. Let's uh, start the defense because it's been an issue for. Uh, <laughs> what did that's the true. That's true. That, that is true. Start with the uh, lineup, the bro. When you saw the lineup, were you like, "Oh wait, these um, Oaks can definitely bring it to them," or? The thing with the lineup is, as like, is it the best possible United lineup? Like the lineup that's gonna lead United to the most. Probably success? not. Probably not. But in terms of what I expected Oli to line up with, this is like the yeah. best, like realistic. Was this not the same lineup as lineup, your Champions League like, team earlier in the week? Uh, I think it was the same. Mm, yes, minus Pog. Minus Pog, but probably. Yeah, I th- Oof, yeah, Pog okay. can start. But um, the the lineup itself, I don't think was the issue. Um, I I just think that, like Dan said, like not much went right. Um, our defense was woeful. Um, just just zero pressing coordination. Harry Maguire. Uh, not being able to play out from the back. Like I get Liverpool's a really good pressing team, but like surely Oli knows this. Like if I know this, <laughs> Oli. <laughs> the manager of Manchester United should know this and would have should have coordinated or come up with plans to play out of Liverpool's press. I mean, they weren't doing anything crazy. Like I think that's the 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 worst part of it all. Like Salah was obviously brilliant, and there were like some good key. There were some good moments uh, from a few Liverpool players, but in general, Liverpool were not even like <laughs> spectacular. And I think that that's like that's kind of a compliment to you, Hayden. Like the fact that you guys were able to beat Manchester United five 0 without even being spectacular, but it's also an indictment of where this United team is. That like we were carved apart by like, admittedly, pride Mohamed Salah, but also like a Liverpool team that wasn't really up to too I much. Think, look, I think it, to just reflect on that statement about Liverpool not being all that. I think Liverpool was really as good as they needed to be, but I do think that the flaws that have been around this season persisted into this match, which is the fact that Liverpool defensively are a bit leaky or not as secure. I do think that's something that's 
existed for the the entirety of the season, and it's something that hasn't really been picked on, uh, hasn't really been focused upon because Liverpool has done so well in terms of attack. But you can really tell, like Van Dijk is on one hundred percent there, and this was Konata's first stop. Your hmm? sorry, your, your centre backs have saved you. I said your centre backs have saved you because I mean even even like in the second half. United would pass breeze through your midfield and then just <laughs> look, no, no way that. when they get just a, to Virgil. Look, we have to, obviously, we're obviously Yes, I, I mean, I'm getting to that. Um, obviously, Virgil yeah. is a fantastic and phenomenal player. I mean, but I'm now comparing the height, the heights of before injury Virgil with the current iteration of Virgil. Yeah. Um, he has made, mis- and this is the thing, like Virgil has now mm. made some mistakes after his injury, whereas obviously beforehand he didn't make mistakes. Um, so that's what I mean by the fact that there's been a bit of drop-off with Virgil. Uh, I mm. think particularly to Atletico Madrid, I think it's the second or the third goal. It's Antoine Griezmann's second goal uh, in which he is caught out of position and he's beaten by uh, Griezmann, which is something that I would don't expect from Virgil uh, and something that you wouldn't Grizzly. think would be possible before his injury. Uh, then, like... yeah. There were mistakes in the back for, from Liverpool. I think of Robertson's loose pass that I think Ronaldo picked up and made a run. You think of Ronaldo managing to get into a position and scoring. Obviously, that was disallowed. But mm. Konate, which is first star, I think he did decently. He, yeah. in that particular yeah. moment, was beaten completely by Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah so, he was pretty solid. Yeah, as Zach says, not a completely flawless display from Liverpool, but I think it was as good as it needed to be. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, Hayden. One thing I do need to say yeah. is. You. Sorry, just one thing I want to point out. Then, like, I'll probably be mostly down with the <laughs> specific game. But the one thing I do want to point out is, if if Bruno Fernandez scores that goal, or like scores a goal from that opportunity he had in like the third minute, is this game like not completely different? Like, I don't mean to make excuses for the United team. Like, they could have easily got on to lose just as badly. But if Fernandez scores that goal, like. Is like does that afford United the opportunity to sit back and play the classic counter-attacking style that has worked so well for them in big games, and you know maybe Liverpool probably still win the game, but maybe the result just isn't as bad as it seems. I think so. Um, Zach, I think that's possible, but Bruno Fernandes isn't a defender, and I think like your defense is what cost you because literally every time Liverpool brought it forward, it was like. A goal-threatening opportunity. So, if you know Bruno scoring would somehow magically lift the spirits of like Maguire, Shaw, you know Lindelof, like everyone at the back, and just you know increase no, 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 their Dan, playing ability by I, like one hundred and ten percent, then maybe. But I'm not saying Bruno scoring is going to make the team better defensively. I'm saying Bruno scoring lifts the entire morale of the team. It lifts the morale of the stadium. All of a sudden, the stadium's rocking. United can then set up the defensive line like 10, 15, maybe even 20 yards mm. deeper. And now, now all of a sudden, we're trying to keep possession of the ball to try and you know take the sting out of the game and try and prevent Liverpool from gaining any momentum instead of having to chase okay, the game um, and try and score goals. I, agree like, with I feel that, like the, the momentum of the game kind of changes. With that, if Bruno scores that goal. Again, Liverpool probably are still going to win because they're just a better team at the moment. But I just think that maybe the result isn't Look, as bad as it ended up being. Um, yeah, no, definitely no. wouldn't be as make, bad. Make your point, Dan. I'd say. 
No, I'd say it definitely wouldn't be as bad, but I think Man Man U's attack, in my opinion, looked pretty solid. Like, I mean, I wouldn't expect any other team to just go every attack and score against Liverpool. Brentford. I mean, no one's done that so far. But Man United, especially like Breeze, <laughs> Breeze with the exception of the obvious, um, but Man United just would breeze through Liverpool's midfield easy. Beautiful passes by Bruno, even 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 Fred and McTominay, like you know, like key passes all the way to in, into the into the final third, and then just nothing came of it. So like that that the attacking threats for Manu wasn't the problem in my opinion. Look, I think here's so, the thing, Zach. Yeah, I think it, it still would have been a, like a hard mm. loss. Just look, maybe. Look, I mean, I'm sure we can all agree that going into this game, no one expected a five 0 from Liverpool. I did not expect a 5-0 from Liverpool, you know, at Old Trafford. Given this lineup, you know, it's not like Lindelof. Okay, there's there's one Brian Rio guys were missing Park. Like, <laughs> I don't think that was going to equate to five. You know what I mean? And this is uh, this is what I wanted to ask a little bit earlier. Like Hayden, when I when I saw the lineup, I saw yeah Jota on the left and um Mane was on the bench. And I was like, what? That's 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 definitely something new. Indeed. Uh, but and obviously, do you, do you obviously think it worked out there? Um, I'll. I'll address this question in a second. I just want to address the Zach's whole point, mm. which is that actually no, I, I, it's kind of just left me. Anyway, I'll address your point. <laughs> Look, no, you're um, saying that if if Bruno had scored, it would have changed oh, yes, the, yes, the outcome. Right. Um, Look, I think that's a very theoretical way to approach a goal from the from your team from Manchester United early in the game. Uh, and it's it's got a theoretical grounding that makes it seem likely. But if you listen to Ollie's post-match interview, uh, which, you, which you obviously admitted you didn't because you were so disgusted, <laughs> he makes a point that he believes that Manchester United at Old Trafford against Liverpool should be playing on the front foot. They shouldn't be playing the counter-attacking football that has worked so well. That was a deliberate decision by him because he wanted to play Manchester United style of football and he wanted to stamp his authority mm-hmm. on the game. I think that if Manchester United score in like the first like four, three minutes of the match, I don't think that means that they now switch up at that point and stop playing the counter-attacking football. I think they continue with that momentum of scoring early against Liverpool and they try to get a second before they start doing all the whole sitting back stuff. And in this hypothetical situation, that leaves the true crux of the vulnerability of Manchester United exposed, which was the midfield more than anything. I know that, as Daniel pointed out, the transition with your midfield and your attack was fine. But when Liverpool was in possession, approaching your midfield, they just cut it to pieces. It was like two people that were just completely bypassed every single time. And that's how. We, and then obviously the defense was shambolic, just in the way that it seemed structured and its approach to defense. Like Liverpool would cut them apart, the Maguire and Lindelof just poorly placed in every position with every one of those goals. It was, it was truly... It was it was something else to watch entirely, and I think that persists irrespective of whether United scores first. Uh, would Liverpool would United have better momentum? Yeah, but I don't think it changes the score from this game all that much because I think today Manchester United were just coached very poorly, and tactically they were inept and it just mm. shone. Uh, now to answer Luke's question. Uh, I just think it was a question of the people that were on form played. Uh, obviously, Firmino comes off the back of getting a hat-trick. 
Salah's in mm. his godly form, and Jota's been doing really well, and Mane is off form. So I think the people that are in on that were on form coming into this game were played. Yeah. And do you think that's something that could generally carry on into the future? I think Jota, Fabinho, Salah, front three. No, I think it was. I yeah. think any one of those four players can play at any time. Hmm. Um, so when Salah's not on four, quality. Shorter uh, and Mane can play. When like I think hmm. the rotation can work in any sort of way. I think that the, the, the versatility yeah. is there. Um, yeah. So what what do you think Klopp's? Like I know I know you're not Klopp, but what do you think his um his game plan was going into this game, especially with the specific people that he's chosen here, like. Why? Why would he have chosen Konate over um, Gomez, or you know, why? Why? Why not a? Yeah, Ma- sorry, Matip. Why not Matip. like a? I think that's a very interesting Fabinho question. over Milner or something. You know um, what I mean? Like, why specifically this lineup? Because for me, this is not their number one. You know. Now, if I was being spicy, I could just say that it's because I mean you're playing Manchester United, so uh, why would you play number one squad? <laughs> but I, I mean, uh, I, I'm not gonna. Be you like just mi- just mix it up. Your head was uh, a field day. Uh, you know, practice a practice game. <laughs> Uh, obviously, for the boys, when you go to your rival when you go to your <laughs> yo. Okay, okay I think obviously we've... when you go to your rivals, um, you, you respect them. I just think the the Konate decision is an interesting one. Obviously, in practice, Konate must have been proving that he is uh, he's been showing the goods. He's been on form in practice, mm. and I think it's a lovely opportunity to show trust in an up and coming player to be like we're now playing rivals away at her away. Yeah. Sure, they're not in the best of moments. But it's still your rival, so I think it was uh, yeah. just just a, sh- a display of trust. I don't I don't think it like changed anything too drastically. It's the centre defence. the The role is the yeah. same, and I think Canate folded decently. Uh, the midfield, I think, is a midfield that is uh, that is being rotated a lot, and I do think Cater has been on form. He scored, uh, so he obviously yeah. gets his position. Henderson Keita. is Henderson. He does what he needs to do as the captain. He obviously plays, and Muller seems to be substituting for Fabinho in this moment. So I don't think it was actually yeah. too out of left field the 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 lineup they did play. Uh, but yeah, <coughs> uh, it was just it was just w- seeing the lineup. But like you know, the thing is like with Keita, I remember last season. Um, I'm sure you remember like when we had that Madrid game in the Champions League. Like Klopp took him, took him off, not even at halftime. He literally took him off at like forty three or forty four, and he wasn't injured. It was literally just for vibes, and that he wasn't like appreciating what he was bringing. And I was like, "What? Like you know, that doesn't really happen that often." And now the Oak is banging in goal after goal, like week after week. And I, it's just just like what you know? Where did where did this where did this come from? Where's this newfound send coming from? This is the thing. Keita is a he has never really been. He's never really had the opportunity to get a a good string of games under his belt in order to build up yeah. momentum as a player because he gets injured, which he was today. Uh, I hope it's nothing too serious, but it mm. is very indicative of his time here at Liverpool. As soon as he gets into the swing yeah. of things, and obviously it takes time, he uh, starts playing well, gets injured. Then he, after he recovers from the injury, he starts being yeah. like fielded back into the team and maybe that takes some time to transition back. And obviously he had, you'll have poor performances once you're coming and transitioning back into a team. And yeah. I think the Real Madrid game was one of those. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's now got momentum, Definitely. and now that momentum has been stalled yet again because of this new injury. So mm. Mm. yeah. Anyway, Zach R.I.P. Paul Pogba. He was on a a fifth yellow, but then he just decided, oh wait, let's just get a just get a red anyway. Let's break you some know, legs. for vibes. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. To be fair, like, I really thought yeah, you tried, uh, it like, was, you know, it I was, felt kind of bad for him, to be honest. The thing is, like, clearly, I think the message from Oli at the halftime was like, yo, and he got stuck <laughs> in. get stuck in. Throw, get throw some, some, tackles, throw some yeah. heavy tackles. Like, make sure they leave this game with a couple <laughs> injuries, you know? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, was, it was that kind of vibe. And I think that you kind of saw that with the, the tempers flaring a bit, the Pogba sending off. Like, that's what, the, the, what I think the halftime message probably was. And, you know, Pogba... I think it's clumsy. Um, I, yeah. You can't deny that, but I do think he was just genuinely just really amped up and trying to mm-hmm. just yeah. get something going for United. Like nobody at that point thought Big that time. United were going to make a comeback, but just to get that's something. Even going. his challenge. So yeah. I think the the effort and the intention was there, but the challenge itself was just horrible. Like, do like not Fred. Fred gave like gave me all. heart attacks, bro. This guy, he's always like the ball. Always just seems to be high when it's near him and his legs are always just up in the air and I, I i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but this gent like is always <laughs> getting like caution for high ball <laughs> and it's only fred like it's literally only fred yeah sorry i mean it's literally only fred like every single time and you know like sometimes i can go either way hey like you can get absolutely child or it's like okay it's fine i saw your intention like whatever you know stressing you know like, everyone talks about Franz Pogba and how Pogba shows up, like, for the French national team. But no one ever talks about how Fred shows up <laughs> for the Brazilian national team. And how, like, he's just a completely different player. Because good, good coaches, bro. Like, I feel like that's a very underrated yeah. storyline as well. Yeah, let me has so, a system to it. Uh, so, this, 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 wait, is, this is what's happened, yeah. unfortunately. It's a 5-0 defeat. The five goals that Liverpool scored was a combination of the best player in the world, Mohamed Salah, getting a hat-trick. And also uh, a subpar defense from both sides, but unluckily, you Man United. Is that is that what we're bringing this to? Because how do we explain the, the clean sheet on Liverpool? Is that just unlucky for, you know, the best player in the world? I don't know. Well, I, I think what we do need to recognize so. before we just go and start talking about our Liverpool as a, as a, as a terrible defense is... Yeah. Liverpool's defense doesn't just happen with the back four. And one thing that Liverpool demonstrated in this game, and which is what I, I don't really like, agree with you guys when you say that Liverpool didn't like play well, or not that they didn't play well, but they weren't amazing, is the fact that when Liverpool played today, there was hunger, there was desire, and their Geigen press and their wolf packs were there from the moment Manchester United would get the ball. You had three players on a Manchester United player. They got the ball back and then they yeah. went. Sure, it got a bit leaky at the with the, with the back four, which is something that has been persisting throughout the, uh, the season. But yeah. as a defensive unit, when they're out of possession, Liverpool showed up. And I think that is very indicative of the fact that, uh, you know, they got the clean sheet. Uh, because Manchester yeah. United obviously are going to get chances and obviously they didn't take those and the, th- the <laughs> truth is they got very few chances and that's just the nature of things uh, mm. crazy Hayden I think you've put it just as well <laughs> as any Sky Sports commentator it's a yeah. there's, there's really nothing more I, to I just want to say that um, I, I knew this wasn't going to be a, a good weekend when uh I opened up Twitter this morning and saw a video of uh, Paul Scholes uh, sucking his <laughs> daughter's oh, toes. Yes. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Apparently, his daughter put a video 
up on her Instagram of uh, her dad. <laughs> and it was sucking her toes or like, like biting her toenails. Wait, or, oh, wait are you, you know, sure it's something, he wasn't just kissing her toes? Because wait, how old is... How Maybe old they didn't have It was... Like old bro. Like, oh, definitely, definitely. Like teenage years. Wait, what? Like, no, 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 not like teenage, like... If she's a teenager, she's an old teenager. Oh, well, because I was going to say, if it was like a two-year-old kid, it's, I think it's, like, I've seen, I've seen dads kiss, like, their, 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 their two-year-old's feet. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> hey, maybe Don't make it worse for yourself, Zach. Let's stop Prison FC. This is not that Prison FC is getting a banging, guys, uh, guys, guys, guys. a banging Sorry list here. Sorry to just interrupt you, Luke, but there's one thing that I think would be terrible if we were to just let it uh, go unacknowledged. Is the fact that Tottenham Hotspurs also lost this game week, and we just have whoa, 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 that whoa, 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 Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before we go, before before Dan gets his moment, like the biggest question here, Oli, what, 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 what are the vibes, Bandwini? What is the future now? Like, what is this? Is this the final straw? Are we going to see breaking news tomorrow morning? Is Zidane flying to England for you know suspicious reasons? What does this mean? There's suspicious reasons um, to join Newcastle. Don't don't you dare come insinuate <laughs> That's that's for Conte, bro. That's for Conte. <laughs> Everyone's just pulling up to England. Um, this is quite uh, deep, bro. The, I can't remember if, if it was if it was on this podcast. I think it might have been the podcast with Shane. But I I, I said that I don't think Ole would get uh, sacked this season, and. I I still kind of think that, but I think that if he was gonna get if he is gonna get sacked this season, it's happening in the next few days. Okay. If Ollie makes it to next weekend, he's not getting sacked for the end of the season. Yeah. Because it's just it's not gonna get lower than this. Like, <clears throat> and by the end of the season, I mean not that the, after the thirty eighth game of the league. I mean like when United's season is over. So when United are, there's no way they can make the top four, or it's unlikely they're gonna make the top four, yeah. or when. They're out of European competition. When both those two things uh, are true, then I think we could see Ali getting sacked like, if he is inside the thing next is, week. So I think if if the United board want to get rid of him and feel the need to get rid yeah. of him, then this is like the perfect opportunity. Like it's like after this type of performance, yeah. like this is the perfect opportunity to say, okay, you're gonna go. But if he survives you're, this, okay, then there's no way. Like there's, what realistically, what else is gonna happen? Yeah. Worse than those two, where they can be like, okay, Zach, Ollie, you're gonna go. Can like, I just ask you? Yeah, like, like a, sorry, sorry, Luke, but Zach, can I just ask you an associated yeah. question, which is something I've always tried to reconcile in my own mind, which is, you have Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer as a manager, right? He is, let's just say, he's a decent manager, just in general, right? He is, he's no sedan, but he's like mediocre, right? Uh, and then you have a player like Ronaldo that has entered your squad, who is. Obviously, CR7 is considered to be one of the greatest players of all time. How does that power dynamic work in general? And if Ole stays, how do you think that power dynamic continues after this match? Like, how does Ronaldo stand there and take instruction from somebody like Ole? You see, the thing is, low-key, Ole is like a good match for Ronaldo <laughs> in that like, like imagine Ronaldo going to Jurgen Klopp or Thomas Tuchel and then they have to tell him to mm. run around and press like imagine that like like that I think is where you could see some issues but 
Ronaldo's not going to be asked to do a whole lot in terms of, you know, pressing or running the channels or doing... Like, I doubt Oli is, like, even telling Ronaldo, you know, giving him certain instructions. Like, I just think it's God Day and, you know, do you and, <laughs> you know, the United Way and... You know, score goals, play attacking football. Those, you know, those like that's what I yeah, think. Yeah, that's what that's what I think uh, he's getting. So, I I actually think that it's it's not the dynamic won't be too bad. But then again, this is like where we have to talk about if Ali does get sacked, who comes in, and then we may have to have a discussion about that dynamic, mm-hmm. particularly if like United. And I, I made this joke on Twitter, but uh, someone suggested to me that uh, United could, could go for Graham Potter. It would be a left field shot. And I said that the United board are more likely to uh, call him up uh, and ask, uh, has, he got, has he got a kg of clay for them before uh, he, they offer <laughs> him a contract? But if, for example, they do bring in Graham Potter, like how is Graham Potter going to tell Cristiano Ronaldo what to do? Like how does that dynamic even work? So... I, I, I That's kind of deep. Uh, to answer your question, Hayden, <laughs> I, I, I don't think there is much of a dynamic between them. See, We're see. stressing about how some bum uh, coach will whoa. not get, you know, whoa. The, whoa. The, the, the... Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you repeat that, Luke? What did you no, like Graham I'm Potter? saying, it's... <laughs> no, like, it's, it, it's just, no, it's funny that we're talking about how Ronaldo... Graham Potter. Whoa, whoa, was he... <laughs> Was he referring? I'm to not Graham referring Potter to Graham Potter. I'm, I'm referring to some guy that we we have to put on the same level. Saying how will Cristiano react to this guy? You know, like if if Pep was in the in the conversation for a United coach, you're not going to be like, yo, how will will Ronaldo take? You know, um, how will how will how will Pep coach Ronaldo? Like that's not that's not a conversation. But like literally any other bra is going to be like, yo, how is Ronaldo going to? It's kind of weird, you know. The other thing is, the other thing is Ronaldo. I think above all else wants to win. So like the other thing is if a well-respected, like maybe not on Pep's level, but even a well-respected coach comes yeah. in, I think Ronaldo will be willing to work with him and do what's asked of him because if it's going to help the team win. When things things start going sideways though, then I think yeah. there's a chance that Ronaldo just kind of does his own thing. Yeah. But if it's going to contribute to winning football, I think Ronaldo will be willing to. <laughs> well, you know, you're in luck because I know a guy. He's pretty good. Um, Used to used to coach used to coach my team. Don't know what he's doing now. He's probably like in Italy somewhere on the beach, getting a suntan on his head that he doesn't have any hair on. Um, H. Luke know? Johnston. I think his name is Zidane. Who's going or to Zinedine? Uh, what's it, St. George's you know? Park? Yeah, we know. <laughs> Inshallah, Zach. Put put put. Uh, St. George's Park. Isn't that the name of? Is he who? replaced Gareth Southgate? Wait, no. Isn't uh, St. George's Park the name of? Uh, uh, Newcastle's no, St. George's home Park is like the England training ground. Wait. Newcastle's home ground is St. James's Park. St. James's. St. James. Is, uh, James. Okay. Get, okay. I thought, uh, I thought you were uh, plugging Zidane to replace Gareth Southgate. <laughs> <laughs> I think England would love imagine, that if Zidane could replace uh, Gareth Southgate. Um, anyway. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you guys are overrating Zidane as a manager, if I'm being honest. I think we are slightly. I just thought, who else is there? I was, I was talking to somebody that's, now. That's why I'm Oli in, or I have been Oli in, in the past. Talking, I don't know why I am right now. I was talking to somebody now, today and they were suggesting Ajax's manager. Uh, what's his name? Could maybe be... Ken uh, Hogg. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not he could be a potential uh, subst- uh, a managerial replacement. Um, 
it's just not realistic. You're actually not going to go for Ten Hag. Yeah. Like, I, like oh, there, there are all these wonderful managers out there who I think could do a better job than uh, Ole or even Zidane. And with a specific squad, maybe even do a better job than Conte would. But um, United is not going to go for them. Mm, mm. This is unrealistic. Like, you know, if United go for someone, it's going to be a big name. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem. But I mean, they went for Oli and he was never a big name. But, he did, but that was an interim. With, he, it was on an interim basis. This is the problem. And I may have explained this in the podcast already. I may not have. So I'm just going to say it again. But uh, this is exactly the situation that led us to Oli in the first place. You know, Mourinho, string of bad performances, was sacked. Oli was brought in for the interim um, yeah, like a good month, month and a half. You know, I just were like, okay, let's give you the permanent job. And then we are where we are today. Yeah. I could easily see United doing the exact same thing with a Conte or Zidane or uh, I don't know, yeah. whoever. And then give, say, saying it's, it might be an interim thing, maybe an 18 month contract. And then all of a sudden, we are about contract extensions. Yeah. And then that's, we're in the exact same situation. And we're no closer to wherever City, Liverpool, and Chelsea that's, are. That's what I wanted to so, comment a little bit earlier. Um, uh, they were literally mid game. It was it was this bad, bro. Like I'm sure you heard the commentary. They were literally speaking about how Ollie's, you know, um, on a bit of a hot seat right now, <laughs> and and then they were talking about how Mourinho's last game, I think, was also at Liverpool or or against Liverpool. It's the exact same three. Point. I think it was like a three one where they lost, which is not a five nil. Yeah, and he right. was uh, he was he was uh, chopped the next day. So I just wanted to just wanted to leave that on a, on a very. Suspense, suspense mm-hmm. note, you know? Suspenseful. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. to wrap this up. Yes. I just, to wrap this up, like, I just want to say the, the best realistic option for United is if we can somehow either, like, hold out to the end of the season with Ole or get, actually get someone that's like an interim coach. Like, even if, like, Michael Carrick <laughs> or, like, Mike Phelan <laughs> takes over till the rest of the season and PSG <laughs> don't win the Champions League, then Poch is probably going to get sacked. Big Sam, bro. And then we can bring you know Poch, Poch in. And that that would actually kind of excite me. Getting Pochettino because in. Because like he... Yeah, out of the realistic options that United are probably going to go for, he is 100% the best for what we have. Hmm. Now, with all of this being said, <laughs> let's not allow Daniel to escape yeah. and, and target. He's been quiet, but it's uh, been coming. So how do you deal with the fact that Antonio completely is upset? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Of, this, that's too recent. Let, we need to talk about the, the, the conference game that this guy got classed <laughs> in. Oh, yes, of yes, course. Yes, we, we need to start. We need to start. But how? <laughs> but please, but please explain. That's a belief. Yeah, so you guys may think you've got ammunition, but really you're just shooting blanks here. Uh, it sounds said. like Tottenham shooting um, blanks, bro. Two, two, zero goals in the, the last two games. One versus Vitesse, one versus West Ham, brother. Brother. Well, I mean, if you did a little <laughs> bit of research and checked our team that That's we sent no excuse. to the Conference League, you'd no like, understand. Uh, Daniel, you really would. Did they play with the official I mean, it's like, Tottenham? It's like Liverpool lo- losing kit. to like. Did they play with the me? official Tottenham first team kit? Um, well, was there an under twenty three under their name? Like, uh, I don't Brother, know. You're like, playing for test. You're making it seem like this yeah. wasn't like. The, there was. The Go look at the bench. Go look also? at the bench. Everyone, ev- Go look at our bench. Our bench is literally everyone from like under. Okay, you still have Rodon. Yeah, Sanchez, Tanganga, Davies, Winks, Losalso, Ali, 
Bergwijn, bro, there's like two other people in your starting lineup that just aren't, you know, regulars. Come on, bruv. Yeah, no Dad. skip. Skip Dad. has to be arrested. Regulars? Dad. When was the last time any of those bras played? Look, they haven't the played point I want to make is then you're, I hear your point that you play like your C <laughs> team or whatever. But my point is, this is European football. Yes, sure, it's conference league. But if you lose a match, right, you need to take accountability for the fact that you played a team and you lost. You would expect any Spurs team that goes yeah. up against a club in the Conference League, enough quality will be fielded to beat that Conference League team. That is correct. The fact that there wasn't is an indictment against your club. <coughs> if you do no, listen, your I'm stats. not denying the fact that it's a disappointment. <laughs> but literally, when I saw the squad, when I saw the squad mm. going, this is before the match, I was like, this is going to be a draw. Or Tarkas. That's it. Because if you don't at at this point, if Hay, if if Harry, if sorry, if Harry Kane or Son isn't in our team, Yo, it's impossible deep. for Even us to Even against Conference it really League, Vitesse, no one else is going to score. Yo. Exactly. Maybe like Ren, bro. Like you're currently exactly, bro, <laughs> You're currently sitting third in your in your group. The people be bro, that's, you that's guys how it is. The, Otherwise, the team below you is Mira. <laughs> Who have never heard it before? They are so underheard, like they're so underground that they don't even have their team symbol on Google. Yeah, like that's your competition hey, right now, brother. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> okay. that's the competition that we're up against. But we 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 shooting blanks. Listen, if if we lose at home, if we lose at home, then you guys can come back. I'll 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 take the beating sitting down. Like I'll hand you guys the club. Okay. You guys can do whatever you want, but we all know that they're going to come to Tottenham. We're going to beat them four nil or whatever like that before even half time or whatever. And then you know Fair it's going right, right. to be Fair forgotten. Enough. Okay, so you know, we'll wait. No we'll just remember. We'll, remember, but we'll forget so, that you lost in the in the Conference League to Vitesse, right. and we'll speak about the one that's no, probably legit then. <laughs> okay. the no, but Daniel, I want to ask you something. Um, it's not too long ago. I think maybe two years ago, three seasons ago. Bruh. That Tottenham Hotspurs were playing in the Champions League final. Mm. Today they're, they're, they're losing matches in the Conference League. That doesn't. That sort of drop off doesn't just happen normally. Something must go wrong. Tottenham what played in the Champions League final. That's 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 Daniel Levy, and that's 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 Enoch. That's that's the Tottenham board at the moment. Poch gets us to the final, and they're like, "Oh, you didn't. You, we didn't win. Sack him. Get an interim, and then just." Don't get a manager that's on our level or that, mm. that we that we need because we didn't like we didn't like Jose because he was defensive and then we get Nuno who's just as def- <laughs> just as defensive so it's kind of the Tottenham board that aren't really willing to get in it like a, a manager that's going to control the club they want to get in a puppet manager that's just going to do whatever they tell them to do so that that really is the problem if you want to know what the problem I've been preaching. It's Daniel Levy. That that's the only problem. It's not Son. It's not Kane. It's not anyone in the Tottenham squad. It's it's Oaks that are there undercover. <laughs> it's the deep state. You know that Tottenham boy that's always that's chill. Yeah, the Tottenham boy that's always like announcing like, oh no, we're gonna start playing Tottenham football this year. You know, we're going what back even, to the roots. Tottenham, Tottenham DNA. What is the it's DNA of Tottenham? Trophyless seasons. Even mean? That is the Free DNA. Free flowing attacking football. Bottling. Yeah, go look at 2015 under Pochettino. Go look at those. That's Tottenham football. When we had like... Still okay, hold up, hold up, hold with, up. Okay. With Alderweireld, with Vertonghen. Two things, two things. 
What? I actually forgot that Tottenham made it to a Champions League final, and I don't know how. I wish we had our podcast then so that we could have discussed that because that just sounds like one of those anomalies. That sounds like a Leicester winning the league type of situations. But that's that's not a discussable. That's just something that blew my mind. Number two, you said you don't win games. Yo, when Leicester yeah. won the league, they won it well. Like it wasn't some. That was. I think there's some deeper analysis to talk about there's, how Leicester they, won the league. <laughs> All the top clubs were in rebuilding phases, from Manchester United okay, to Manchester City to Liverpool okay, to Chelsea, <laughs> and then Spurs, being Spurs, were not in a rebuilding moment, but still found a way to bottle it to who? exactly Leicester City, which which which, <laughs> which perfectly um, lets me go to this next one. You just said that. If you don't have Son okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna win, or you're not you know there's not a fighting chance. But I'm li- we, we, this is this is what we're discussing now. In in all fairness, you lost to West Ham, and look who's in the lineup, <laughs> Son and Kane. So there's something more, bro. There, there's got to be more. I mean, if you if you think one nil is an absolute wreckage, like one nil away to West Ham, who've been playing well. They number they the number six. In fact, are they number five? They are they above us in point difference. Uh, in point difference, whatever. But whatever. Goal difference. West, West Ham fourth a great, in the league, a great bro. team away game. If you watch the Their game, goal difference is six. You guys one. are minus four, <laughs> and sixth in the league. They're fourth in the league. Tottenham. I I I say I've been saying this for weeks now, but Tottenham cannot score. Their attack is anemic. It's so bad. Like. Oof. Like you, you spoke about how Son and Kane, like you can't win without them. Like, even with them, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong there. It is, it isn't looking too great at the moment, but there, there are flashes. It's just that we still kind of stuck in our ways yeah. of trying to play counter-attacking football. You know, um, but you don't. Unfortunately, it's it's not overnight that you just instantly go back to 2015. Um, yeah. And start playing lucky Man City. Listen, Dan. So there is still that crunch you, that we kind of just wait back and then give a long ball to Son. You can at happens. least go to bed tonight knowing but, that you are sixth in the league and you are a whole point above Manchester United, who were at the beginning of the league. I mean, at the beginning of the season, were were discussed, you know, as a possible title contender. You can go to bed. Well, you can sleep tight. Wait! 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 Before we move on from Tottenham, uh, Dan, did, did Oli Skip uh, play in this game today against West Ham? Yeah, and he was probably one of the most decent players oh, that's on the saying pitch. saying something, because uh, <laughs> no I, I, I had a look into uh, Mr. Oli Skip here, uh, because, you know, Luke's been ripping into him. I've uh, been challenging Oli Skip, bro. <laughs> so I was like, you know, let's see how good this guy really is. And, you know, uh, you're looking, I'm looking at his stats, like his passing is pretty good like uh he completes a lot of passes like his tackles and deceptions are fairly decent and but then when you look at his attacking stats and it's actually so bad like the guy's in the first percentile in europe's top five leagues for dribbles completed that means he was in the bottom one percent this guy's completed five dribbles in his entire professional career five wait what please repeat that dribbles Oliver Skip has completed five dribbles in his entire what? professional career. He's he's taken two shots in his entire professional career. Two. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound like a normal staff, bro. That 
This guy s- has taken two shots in his entire professional career. <laughs> Five dribbles. <laughs> I mean, come on. Messi does it in a game, bro. Okay, okay, but fair enough. We can't Messi compare. Messi does it in two minutes. We can't compare <laughs> Messi and, and Oliver Skip from Tottenham. Why not? Oliver Skip is the future. Like, I, I know you've been backing this, your guy, Dan. The thing is, I don't is, wa- understand why you guys envision <coughs> Oliver Skip as like a cam when he's the most defensive center defensive midfielder you'll mm-hmm. ever see. Oh, I'm, not hearing, I'm not hearing that. Like, I understand. Okay, there's, the, 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 the attacking threat that he possesses is, is really weak right now because he's not right confident now, at all. It's been his whole and professional career. At the moment, we're trying to get Hoybier involved in the attack. And Oli Skip is so content. He's if if you go if you could probably go and look at like the the average positioning or whatever. And Christian Romero is probably stands probably higher than Oliver Skip. Um, on average. Anyway, um, yeah, if we are talking plays. about the future, I know we're not going to get into deep statistical analysis, but Full Foden, my man, is going to be the future. But I think that's on Premier League. Jeez. Um. Can we go to the real, the real, uh, hop oh, game snap. for this we weekend? Haven't spoken about El we haven't spoken about the the game of this the weekend, bro. What? What? Well, I mean, just a warning. We are, we are 45, forty-five minutes in here, here but there's so. not much to discuss. Let me let me just quickly update the world. Yeah, we'll, we'll give the reins to Duke on. Yeah, let's 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 get off. it. Okay, so Classico today at the camp now. On paper, Real Madrid was supposed to win, and we did. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I think that victory tastes, tastes most, victory, uh, victory victory tastes sweet. Hey Hayden, doesn't it taste sweet? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, Hayden and I came on top this week. Um, came out on top this week. Uh, we might have to beat that last sentence. Um, yeah, it was a crazy game. Like I, I'm, I was supposed to be studying this uh, the, uh, today, but I had to watch the Classico. The lineups were typical. <laughs> I think they were both pretty much the same as the Champions League from the week. Um, the thing is, like, I was kind of just using this as, um, as like a, like a final decision for, for myself as I thought, you know, I thought you're going to be answering the fan Q and A's and, um, it was going to settle the Salah or Benzema debate, which I think we know the outcome of at this current moment. Um, but yeah, I think Madrid yes. played pretty well. They had David Alaba. Oh, my days. He scored an absolute banging goal 32nd minute like that man literally went from box to box and hammered it into the corner it was really really good um but yeah i think it was actually quite a good game in general like i know i know boss is not in the best um place right now but they really it was like a it was an entertaining game if i can if i can put like that like they only had two shots on target madrid had five um but there were some good saves there was some good talent it was like a proper classical you know there was a little bit of a heated moment every now and then um my boy Vasquez, I don't know, I, I, Zach, I don't know, like Zach, Va- Vasquez is like my, your Fred, you know, like there's a lot of love and there's a lot of hate and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're really not good, <laughs> but you know, he got on the score sheet for a Classico, which is crazy. Controversial player. And um, yeah, I was, I was hoping for the clean sheet, but then your boy Sergio Aguero came and scored in literally the last minute of the game, but it was all right, it was all in vain because Madrid, we, we got our goal in the 93rd minute, which was chilled and um, I was stoked, hey, um, I know throughout this whole podcast, I've been roasting Vinny until recently, but for me, he was absolutely insane. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like this guy, he's, he's, he, I don't know if you can feel like with the youngsters in your, in your guys, like respective clubs, like, but you can feel them maturing 
if that if if I can explain it like that, like you can see that yeah. before they would have done a different decision or they would have made a different decision, but now they would have they've made the right one. Like you know what I'm talking about, like. Hayden, I don't know, Curtis or, or like a Elliot. Yeah, no, uh, they're probably um, still kind of young or like a, yeah, pro- yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's just, it was so good to see this guy absolutely destroying Mingetha on the, on the wing. It was like insane. Um, classic, classico, a classic classico and a, a win for Madrid. I'm happy. I don't know where this puts us now. I think we probably second in the table. Second in yeah, the because league. we know Atletico Madrid's going to win this year. Ah, uh, we are, <laughs> we are, uh, we are currently second, but Real Soccer Dad is topping us, but they are a game ahead. So this is good news. Um, it was a lovely weekend. Oh my word, Atletico is actually losing right now to Real Soccer Dad. <laughs> Wait, what's Real good? Oh Wait, my how word, how is Real Soccer Dad doing so well? I feel like I'm, that is that is a topic what? for a pod for another day. Okay, guys. it's only it's, it's, it's only the inspection. It's only the first half, but well, you know, if they can win, then that'll be that'll be great news for us. Well, um, yeah, it's been a, pr- a pretty pretty jam packed episode. Um, jam packed, jam packed, jam packed. Uh, a lot has been discussed. A lot of emotions. PSG, been, uh, PSG is still nil nil, and Juventus is currently down by a goal to Inter. <laughs> let's go. That's, uh, that's but that's that is all well for, for this week's episode. Um, thank you for listening. Um, just one uh, shout out. Uh, we have started a YouTube channel. Um, we've been posting Ooh. shorts of our podcast on there for the moment. We will be having full podcasts up there, hopefully soon. Uh, we'll only sort a few things out, but hopefully we'll be having full podcasts up there soon. So be sure to go subscribe, um, watch our shorts, like them. Yeah, you guys know the draw. Um, in terms of this podcast, be sure to rate, review, uh, like, subscribe. Smickety smash. Things that like but um and in conclusion i just want to point out that uh oliver skip has completed the same amount of dribbles as christian <laughs> romero with a grand total of one <laughs> uh and with that i bid you good goodbye night, good night talk and, lovers uh, this Sleep is the two cents crew of the two cents <laughs> podcast have a good day peace out <laughs>